It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up? What's happening? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is a Friday, a good day for the weekend to begin. Thanks so much for joining me today. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the stage starting to get set. The table settings are starting to be put into place for free agency as it's about to get underway. We've got some guys whose options aren't being picked up and some guys who are just outrighted to free agency. The Reds also made a trade. That's right. They are already getting underway in this offseason. We're going to talk about that and the impact that it may or may not have. We'll see just how we can flesh this out and a couple other random thoughts as we move along here on this Friday podcast. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Check us out on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. That is the new hot stove drop. I don't know. I might shorten it. It seems kind of long. Maybe, but anyway, that is our new drop for the offseason. This hot stove is cooking up, getting ready to go. We've got some guys falling into place, some guys whose options were picked up, some who weren't picked up. Notably, the one that was picked up that we were kind of monitoring, kind of looking at as Reds fans, the Pirates did exercise their club option on Starling Marte. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that he is stuck with the Pirates, but at the same time, he will need to be traded for if the Reds go after him. He's not a free agent. Now, there were some guys whose options were declined and things of that nature. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but also wanted to talk about, obviously, really the only headline of the day for the Reds. They traded with the Padres. They traded some international signing bonus money to the Padres for Travis Jankowski, an outfielder who can play all three positions defensively. He's going to come over to the Reds. And and really, a quick look at the numbers, you're going to see very quick off the bat that this is a depth move. This is not a guy who is going to bring the playoffs to Cincinnati. This is probably not a guy that you're looking to get a lot of playing time. Last season... Very uninspiring. He batted under a buck fifty, and he didn't play that much either. Didn't play in too many games. His best seasons overall are a couple of years back, and even those aren't all that great. His career batting average is right around two forty. 
So, yeah. Okay, this was the first move, hopefully the first domino to fall in what will be a very busy offseason for the Cincinnati Reds. But overall, the interesting thing about this move is that Jankowski has no options left. Now, he is a pre-arbitration player. He hasn't even started arbitration yet, and he's not a free agent until 2023. But at the same time, he has no options. He has no minor league options left. So if you send him down to AAA, you got to put him on waivers. And the fact that the Reds traded for him probably means that he would be claimed if you put him on waivers. So... Not really sure what the plan is here because if you say off the bat that he is going to be a bench player for the Reds come opening day, that's taking a bench spot away from, you know, guy we've talked about a lot in Derek Dietrich. Or is taking a bench spot away from Jose Peraza or, you know, God forbid, Josh Van Meter. It's kind of interesting to see the nuances of a small move like this so early. And it's intriguing that maybe the Padres were just uh, about to put him on waivers and they were shopping him around just to see if anybody wanted him and the Reds picked up. But hey, they're making moves. That's the first move of the, uh, really the first roster move of the offseason for the Reds. Now, a couple of guys who officially became free agents yesterday, Jose Iglesias and Alex Wood, are out on the open market. Jose Iglesias has actually, there, there's some chatter amongst fans, and there's a couple of folks with check marks by their names that cover teams like the Brewers and the Yankees who are mentioning Jose Iglesias as a possible target by the Brewers and the Yankees. So that would be interesting to see because I know that the Yankees are keen on trying to keep D.D. Gregorius. Maybe Iglesias is their plan B in case that doesn't happen. But nonetheless, that means that there are interested teams out there. It's not as if the Reds are the only team that would even think about signing Iglesias. And that just goes to show you, if there's a bidding war for Jose Iglesias, <laughs> I'm out, man. Hands off of that one. Like, no offense, Jose Iglesias put in a very nice season in 2019. He was a great defensive shortstop. He didn't even make it to be a finalist in the Gold Glove race. That tells you something there. And then uh, offensively, okay, sure. I mean, the first thing everyone's going to say is, well, his two-strike average. Okay, sure, what, whatever. That's nice. That's like a kind of finicky stat, you know? Kind of niche, kind of not really something that I'm looking for. I'm, I, we're not shooting for hitters that are really good at hitting with two strikes. That's kind of an added bonus, but we're looking for guys who get on base. We're looking for guys who push the envelope and get runs in. Obviously, he didn't do that. We had an entire season of Jose Iglesias, and shortstop was one of the weakest positions on this team offensively. We need to upgrade. Period. There, there's no reason for them to shell out to keep Jose Iglesias because there are options out there. And then, of course, Alex Wood became a free agent as well. He has been mentioned by some other teams uh, as far as rumors are concerned. So maybe there's a bidding war for him as well, which I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe folks are 
looking at Alex Wood and that he would be a bargain starting pitcher maybe as an option that way. But if that's the case, that probably means he's going to be on the free agent list for a little while still. I wouldn't expect him to be one of the first names off now. We could be surprised. Who knows? The last couple of years have yielded strange results in the free agency category. But nonetheless, that's a couple of guys. We're going to get to a few more names that I that I noticed as far as teams declining options and things of that nature. Maybe a couple of guys the Reds can look into. The weekend's upon us. Free agency is about to begin. There's been a bunch of guys already see their options declined or they've declined their own options. Most notably, Yasmani Grandal officially declined his half of the option, the mutual option with the Brewers. So he is officially a free agent. There will not be any of that, you know, weird surprises that we thought we could see. I don't know that it was ever really expected that Grandall would stay in Milwaukee, at least at first. Milwaukee will probably be amongst the teams bidding for him, but he does not pick up his half of the mutual option and he becomes a free agent. He's probably going to get paid. I mean, the Reds, if they do sign Grandall, will be in a bidding war to get him. And to be honest with you, I would much rather than be in a free agent bidding war. And, and this is something, and you know what? I got I got a thought on this. I, I didn't have this planned out, but hey, I just came up with this. Is the moment you've all been waiting for the Lockdown Reds Twitter poll of the day. The Twitter poll that I'm going to have is just one of two things. You, you pick one of two things. Would you rather the Reds shell out for a trade or shell out for a high-priced free agent? Now, there's a lot of nuances there. You know, how many prospects are they giving up in a trade? How many years are they signing on a contract? As I, I mentioned and I talked with James Rapine last week, and if you didn't catch that, make sure you go back and take a look at that. Also, my interview with Sam LeCure, that was a great talk as well. If you missed any of those, first of all, shame on you. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You won't miss that sort of stuff. And go back and check it out. But at the same time, me and James were talking about it, and if you can maybe give a guy a little bit more money to shave a couple of years off the end of his contract, I feel like that's the way the Reds should be approaching free agency. Because as far as money is concerned, i got to believe it's there. They're talking about a increase in payroll. We don't know exactly what that number is going to look like, but i got to believe it's going to be more than a couple of quarters. And I think that you can afford to pay a guy up front. There's been this trend over the last decade of backloading contracts, and then you see these guys that are just sitting on teams like pool holes. And now, you know, as some people would think with Joey Votto, and who knows, maybe he bounces back next season. But if he continues this decline phase, we will continue to talk about, we'll have discussions about if he's worth it or not. Personally, I believe he is. He made himself completely worth it, and the Reds made themselves complete fools by not building a good team around him. But that's neither here nor there. That's the past. We're looking at the future. And if they can stop this whole trend of backloading and sticking themselves with guys for much longer than they need to and just pay him a few extra more dollars up front, uh, you know, I, I think they should do that. 
But that being said, that, that kind of gets cooked all into this Twitter poll question. So the Twitter poll question is, which would you rather the Reds do? Shell out for a trade or shell out for a high-priced free agent? Bingo, bingo, bongo. We'll talk about it on Monday's podcast. But that's kind of the Twitter poll that I had there because Yasmani Grandal, you're probably going to have to bid for him. You might have to overpay for him because the catcher market for the free agents list is very bare especially outside of him. There's not very many options. So teams that are needing catcher are going to line up to give this dude offers. He's going to be jumping on a bunch of different planes. We'll probably be hearing some kind of sightings on Twitter or something like that. Oh, just saw him get off a plane. I don't know. Maybe probably don't see that many people reporting on free agent catcher movement on airlines. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's a wonder there. But it was interesting to me because, you know, we're looking at Grandall. We're thinking of different uh, trades that the Reds can make, different positions that they could go for. Most of us are hoping for a middle infielder or a center, a guy who can play center field that can move Nick Senzel into second base, which is my preferred option at this point. I really would like to see Senzel get moved to second. But I, it was intriguing to me because on MLB.com, Mark Feinsand had an article of all 30 Major League Baseball teams' biggest need this offseason uh, as we get ready to kick off free agency. And he listed bullpen as the Reds' major area of need. And while I get it, yeah, sure, they could use bullpen help, but... That's a little disconcerting because now that's two guys. John Fay, who uh, toward the end of the season was on the radio broadcast with Marty talking about this, thinking from his point of view as well, the Reds' major need was bullpen. But they got to get the hitting, man. Like uh, You can get good, cheap bullpen help, which I've got a thought on that in just a moment. A guy that his option was declined. But you can get decent bullpen help for cheap and you probably don't have to sign him on day one you probably don't have to sign him in month one of free agency so i you know whatever i'd like to see the reds upgrade the bullpen but i really want them to upgrade the middle of the field catcher middle infielder center fielder and then i think from there on out the team really starts to take shape that's where i want them to focus but uh, anyway, a couple of guys that I did see that may be of intrigue. Now, a guy that probably you're not going to go for on day one, but the Marlins did decline the option, and this is to the surprise of no one. They declined Starlin Castro's option, so he is now a free agent. He could be an interesting idea for the Reds if they don't find a solution in center field. Because you sign him, you put him at second base, and then you keep Senzel in center field. I don't know that that's a super inspired option either. No one's really moving the playoff needle with Castro. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not the amount that we're hoping for. So he, he could be a plan B type guy or maybe a plan C type guy. But an interesting name to look at there. And then and also, as I mentioned, relievers just a moment ago, a name that you might remember from the playoffs a few years ago, the Indians declined the option on Dan Otero. He's a right-handed reliever that really in 2016 and 2017 was a phenomenal reliever. 
pitched a lot of games for the Indians, and his ERA was sub 2.5. Now, here's the thing, and the reason that the Indians declined a very friendly team option, I think the team option was only for a million and a half, the last two seasons have not been kind to him. I believe in 2018 he had an ERA that was above five, and in 2019 his ERA was above four and a half, so not necessarily an inspired move, but a guy who could be a middle relief option to kind of bolster the depth of the bullpen, and he wouldn't be that expensive either. Again, not really a guy that you're looking for the first couple of days in free agency. The Reds should be in on the bigger names. And if you noticed, I shared on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, a article from NewJersey.com. It was talking about the top 20 free agents and predicting where they might go. And none of them were predicted to go to the Reds. In fact, a lot of them, a, a very striking amount of them, were predicted to go to the Angels. Which, unless they just got an unlimited budget out there, I I mean, you know, I assume that they're going to be aggressive too. They could be the American League version of the Reds in that they really need to build a winner around Mike Trout. I mean, we're talking about the best player in baseball has yet to sniff a championship. And, uh, I mean, what are you doing, Angels? You, you really got to do something and do it quick. So they're going to be in on those guys, and they're definitely a huge player for Garrett Cole and guys like that. But at the same token, to not even mention the Reds with any of those top 20 guys, I don't think that's right. And I mentioned in the in my tweet that I shared the article in, you know, it's time for Dick Williams and Nick Crawl to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Well, guess what? Whenever the Reds, if you go back with me a few years, whenever the Reds got Aroldis Chapman, nobody thought the Reds would get him either. In fact, most people were predicting he'd go to the Yankees right then and there. But the Reds swooped in and got him. So sometimes I think the Reds just get overlooked in these whole prediction articles now they'll they'll go back and they'll look and they'll say well the reds never do anything in free agency anyway why would we predict them now and the reason is because they have come out and said that in interviews that they're going to be a more aggressive player in free agency so they are one to consider that's just how i feel about it it's not necessarily something that is a foregone conclusion that the reds will obviously pick up a top five free agent but at the same time they will not be completely dismissed at the table either. Anyway, that's a lot of ranting there. I just kind of went off of that subject. Make sure you vote in the Twitter poll. I'm going to have that up. Whenever you listen to the podcast, it'll be up at Locked On Reds on Twitter. Would you rather the Reds shell out for a big trade or shell out for a big free agent. And that's going to do it for us this week on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, this week. Like I said, Sam LaCure, James Rapine, if you missed any of them, go back and check him out. Definitely well worth your time. Also, make sure you subscribe. You get every single episode into your queue each and every day. You don't even have to think about it. I mean, one less thing to think about, right? You get it. You listen to it. There you go. Monday through Friday, I'm going to come to you throughout 
the offseason. So make sure you're subscribed. Also follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.